baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Support for Tag's podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. When was the last time you could see behind the bushes? Get 20% off and free shipping with our code TAGS, T-A-G-S, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code TAGS, T-A-G-S. Trim your junk with Manscaped. What is going on? You are listening to Tag's podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex. This is episode 206, and today I couldn't be more excited to be with my co-host, one of my dear, dear friends, Lincoln. How are you? I'm doing well, Steve. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. good. I am personally, the world is crazy. <laughs> it just seems like, and you know, we don't talk a lot about politics on this show on purpose because we don't want to be the 999,000 thing that is, but seriously, it's just that crazy. And I can't believe that. When was those debates that we had? They seem like a million years ago. It's a week tomorrow since the first debate. And I do have to say what ties what you just said into what we do. I saw a post that said, for Halloween, I'm going as a sexy, ripped up, studly voter. (laughs) And that made me laugh. I like that. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going this year as a really hot, buff, big dicked voter <laughs> with a mask and I a ballot. Like- <laughs> love it. I love that. I love that. And one last thing about the man who's currently the president, and then we'll get off of this immediately, is I could not help, as he's in the hospital, think of two references. One of them was him driving around in the SUV yesterday, I think it was. Yeah. And all I can think of was Michael Jackson when he held the baby outside in Berlin at that oh, hotel. Yeah. How That's obscure and weird that was. How are you? Because you <laughs> recently visited your mom. I wanted to check in with your mom. I do know that you did go visit her in Northern California. How I is did. she? What can you tell us? And um, how was Northern California with Peter? 
I'm still getting choked up whenever anyone asks. The good news is my mom is stable. After like four months, three months of sheer panic, where we were in the hospital, out of the hospital, she fell down repeatedly. Her mind isn't clicking like it used to. And this shelter in place for other people who haven't heard previous shows Shelter in place, like for many people in their 70s and 80s, with my mom, who is a very smart, intelligent, compassionate woman, she, like so many people in that age bracket, kept really busy. You know how the doctor says, keep busy? Well, my mom's calendar was full. She was a docent at a museum. She would go to her, like she had a lot of clubs that she was the member of. Her high school um, class in Pittsburgh, California, because there were so few of them and they were all in their 80s, they would meet every month to get together instead of like a year reunion, you know? And they would, she would Uh go get her hair done every Friday and go to the grocery store every day and make dinner. And when she had to go into shelter in place, Dementia and Alzheimer's just flooded her system, and then her body started breaking down. So I had many months of when I couldn't travel to uh, California because of the shelter-in-place ban when I returned home, and I had friends that were helping me out there and some family members, and it was just really hard. But the good news is I got her into a beautiful private home. There's only five residents in the whole home. She has 24-hour care by two nurses. We have the doctor visiting her there in her room. She has not fallen down. Her legs are not swollen. She's eating three meals a day, plus snacks and a lot of protein bakery. She's on. We've, we've been tinkering around with her medication, and we have her on medication that is keeping her comfortable and keeping her mind out of anxiety. So that is all the the absolute best I can hope for. Um, and I am going to go back there as soon as I can because the more time I have with her, the better. But she's stable and, and, quick, and that's you, good. I'm so glad. I'm really glad to hear that. That's, you know, that's one of the best things you can hope for is yeah. that. And I'm glad you were out there. I understand that you brought Peter out there. I did. And how is it like bringing <laughs> Peter back well, to the house that you grew up in that you're kind of, uh, tell me a little bit about that. Well, it's, it's actually fascinating, you know, um, Since my mom has gone through all this, I've been going through the house, taking care of stuff for her, making sure that the house is put together right, and then also making it a little bit more my own. And also making it that if I am able to bring her back home, which I don't know if I will be, that the house is clean and set up so she can live there with 24-hour care. He, You know, they built a shed in the back with a cement foundation with ventilation and electricity. So I'm thinking of a little Ooh. dungeon being made in the backyard of that Ooh. house when, thing, when when push comes to shove. And Peter and I were definitely able to christen some areas in the house, like in the backyard when the sun is out and, and being able to play and be adventurous. And I did hue lighting throughout the whole home. So I could do color lighting. Of course lighting. you did. Of like course you did. Here I, did in the city. A, I did a Sonos sound system throughout the whole house. So I can, you know, listen to music and also listen to TV throughout the house. And and I, I was really able to show him a lot of the stuff I did for when we move into that house eventually or use it as a vacation home. If anyone knows me, I, I meditate, I dance, and I clean. And I can't go out dancing right now. 
And the voices in my head are at an all-time high, given that this is, you know, my mom's voice is in my head right next to God's. And it has been my whole life. She, when I was five, my parents broke up and got divorced. and, And I have been her priority her entire life. And she has given me an incredible life. And, and and to give that back to her now in any way possible is exactly what I'm doing. But I'm still having a little fun on the side. There's no, there's no doubt. Yeah, and we are clearly almost having to stay in here in New York as well with COVID rates going up again. It's yeah. they're exciting zip codes. And it just begs the question that, shoot, as we go into fall, we really – this thing is not going away. And we knew that was going to happen. And that was a reality. I just think that we didn't know that it was going to be so quick like this, but here we are. Um, Yeah. I mean, I was out last weekend. I was, I think I went to the Eagle here in New York city and I actually went with a guy. Was it your first time? No, it wasn't. It was my third time. And I went with a guy that I used to call my fuck buddy here in New York. And interestingly enough, I met him a while back and he was really good looking and we always had great sex. And I remember thinking that I wanted to make it more than that because I thought, well, he seems like a nice guy. He's really good looking. I thought we would have something in common. And it. he said yes way back when to go on a date, but it never came to a reality. And so I just always thought, okay, whatever. He's just saying that. And it would always come down to booty call. And I was t- talking about this, I think, on Tags Live the other day, that he came back into the picture a few weeks ago just kind of saying hey what's up and Cody and I on that show were talking about when people kind of appear in your text messages after all this time whether it be COVID or just in general people just kind of appear that you had either a sexual relationship with or something or a fuck buddy and you're kind of like wait out of the blue this just seems so interesting well he came into the back into the scene and lo and behold to follow up on that story he actually said do you want to get together i'd like to buy you a drink so we went out and had our masks on went to a place and had a drink but i couldn't help but thinking that wow when you do see somebody you haven't seen in a while inevitably you're going to sit across from them and he was being all sexy and trying to get back into the mix he apologized for not wanting to date me at the time he said that he wasn't ready and it wasn't really necessary that he apologized but i appreciated that and he and i ended up making our way over to the eagle which was fun we were having drinks until i had another acquaintance friend of mine and his friend kind of want to join us and i think it made my fuck buddy friend kind of uncomfortable a because of the social distancing because he didn't really know them and i understand that and then b because i think he thought he wasn't going to get some (laughs) that night so (laughs) he took off (laughs) so he's still going to stay in the mix i guess he's you know messaged me a couple times since then we'll see but i think in these strange times when you're single like this it's and when you hear things like the virus is still around, you kind of think to yourself, I don't know how you conduct yourself 
when you're not around me and you either have to take that leap of faith that, okay, I'm just going to get together with this person and decide at that point, if you're going to be sexually active with that person or not, or not. And just, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? It does make sense. I, first of all, your first point, I think it's great that he randomly reached out out of the blue. I am doing that more and more. And I will say people are doing that to me more and more. One, because people are moving all over the world right now. I have people in Atlanta moving to Chicago, from Chicago, moving to LA, from LA, moving to New York, from New York, moving to San Francisco. And there's not your crew, whatever your tribe was, that you used to go out to bars and the gym and randomly run into. They're gone. You don't know who is going to be here and who's not. So if, and I say this to everyone who's listening, if someone crosses your mind that you go, huh, I wonder whatever happened to him, and you just text them, you might make their day. And it's not that you're texting them with the agenda to hook up. And if it is, then go, hey, where have you been? Do you want to quarantine separately for 14 days and get together and hook up? I think that's the way to do it these days. I think it's that you have a plan with people you know and people you trust. And you go, okay, I will hang out with you. But I've had people on Scruff hit me up and just go, hey, I haven't seen you in forever. What are you up to? And we've started our conversation again that we ended three and a half years ago. Some of them are also in a relationship. Some of them I see at Sitches Bear Week or at Bear Week in P-Town or Folsom East or something like that, or even Folsom in San Francisco. When is that going to happen again? So I say take the risk and reach out to everyone you can. And the worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to go, oh, no, I'm off the market or, you know, wrong number. Who's this? Right. (laughs) Don't people do that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting you say because people that you counted on that were your friends. I mean, a neighbor I just was talking to down the hall is moving away and we weren't close at all, but I was like, oh, you're moving and, you know, things are changing dramatically. And even the fuck buddy, when we got together, I still found him attractive, but he's changed. I've changed. And I was trying to express that to him that we are no longer the people that we were pre-pandemic. No. It's just obvious that things would have changed. I still find him attractive and we'll see. But there's another guy that I have in this quarantine gotten together with, and he strictly is a fuck buddy. And I'm more inclined, I think, to get together with him sexually because we've already talked about our parameters and who we that who like we might be the only two people that we're seeing in terms of that. And we've made that sort of leap of faith that, you know, I've also had the virus, although that doesn't necessarily mean anything, and I will continue to get checked. But it's interesting because things change. And particularly, and I have to remind, I had to remind him during a pandemic, things dramatically change and we aren't who we were. That doesn't mean good or bad. It just means a lot has happened. And I think we should honor that at times. Absolutely. And I think that's layered on top of us evolving as human beings anyway. Like, you know, there are people that I used to hang out with five years ago. Well, before the pandemic, I had already changed. You know what I mean? I'm already a different person. I'm a different person than I was two years ago. 
you know, I, I have different things in my life and I have different ways of thinking about the world. And then the pandemic hit and it changed who I was again. And then my mother, anyone who's lost a parent, which thanks, thank God, I still have my father and my mother. They're both still alive, struggling, but still alive. That changes you as well. And if you're really connected with people, that the connection is what's going to always live through. You know what I mean? Whether it's a neighbor that's an acquaintance or someone who stops by the bakery, I can't wait to start teaching my classes again, but I have no idea who's going to show up once classes start. You know what I mean? I have my, my regulars that I text from time to time that I told you I was doing class out on the pier from time to time. Now it's getting cold and one lives up in Harlem and, and you know, he used to work near the gym. Well, he's not going to work near the gym again. Now he's working from home from here on out. He probably won't be in class. You know what I mean? So it's just, we have to just keep rolling with it. But what is, what we do have week after week is this podcast. So that helps keep it normal for me. Thank goodness. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, you know, let's get into some hot gay sex topics. But one of them was our poll question that we did the last time we were all talking and we, or at least the last time I was talking, and one of the things that Jeremy and I asked the question was um, the term pussy referring to the ass. And we've talked about it before in this show, and are you okay with that term being used, pussy? Are you, Lincoln? Not my gig. Okay, yeah. So you're, most <laughs> people said, uh, well, most people said I have no problem with it, but there is a, the next percentile, absolutely not. And... One, some people said they would explain. Greg says, I actually think it's hot and I prefer to have guys refer to my ass as that. Okay, Greg. Okay. I'm good. And by the way, the fuck buddy often uses that towards me and it doesn't bother me. I actually, I'm, I'm one of those that it doesn't bother. I think Jeremy says it doesn't bother him. And you know what? I should clarify a little bit. When I say it's not my gig, it just doesn't come up for me. When it's been used, I do find myself reacting to it as like, huh, really? But there have been times (laughs) where it's very appropriate. So much like so much in life, throwing terms like that around for the hell of it is one thing. But when it's really appropriate and it's really hot, I have found it sexy. You know what I mean? It's just not. yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. And then Richard goes, I want it referred to as my whole. And when it is, and, and when it is, it really turns me on. If it's called a pussy or a boosie, I am done. All right, Richard. Thank you for playing. Uh huh. And then our other poll question of episode 204 was according to Jakub Stefano, who has a, OnlyFans page, he can, in porn store, I believe, he's able to come hands-free. And we asked the question, are you, have you been able to come hands-free? Feel free to explain more. But um, half and half, half said yes, they are able to come hands, or they have at least been able to ha- come hands-free. And then the other half was no, it was literally 50-50. I have once i think a few different times because i was so turned on getting fucked and also with a lot of edging and just working the cock it helped me like come hands-free have you lincoln oh yeah 
I've come hands. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, and I love that. It's usually, and I've also peed without realizing it and been like, Uh, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. What's happening? Right. Cause things can get mixed (laughs) up, which I also find, I mean, the best thing about sex to me is when you break out in laughter. So anything yeah, and that, release, yeah, right. And release. Exactly. So anything that, um, promotes that I'm good to go. So I do, I do love that. I love it when it happens. All right. Well, perfect. I love it. We'll have another poll question for you this week in a little bit. I'll tell you what that is, but let's get into this week's hot gay sex topics. And the first one You know, there's been, unfortunately, a lot of hate crimes, Lincoln, out there. I mean, there was a recent story about a TikTok. A a gay guy was performing with his friend, a TikTok video, and a guy came from out of nowhere and smacked him in the head and then ran away. And they kind of have his picture on the video because I guess there was a camera nearby, but it was so horrible. I think the times that we're really in right now. And then secondly, there's a current San Diego soccer team forfeits a match after a slur was hurled at the gay teammate. Um, A soccer team walked off the field during a winning match because a player on the opposing team allegedly hurled an anti-gay slur at one of its gay teammates This is according to The Advocate. A player on the Phoenix Rising used a homophobic slur directed at Colin Martin, San Diego Loyal, South Carolina uh, SC, excuse me, the California City's professional soccer team claimed on Twitter. In response, we have decided to walk off the the pitch in protest. Martin, formerly a player with the Major League Soccer Team Minnesota United, came out as gay in 2018. At the time, he was the only out gay man in a major American sports league. Wow. San Diego led 3-1 to one in the Wednesday game when it made the decision to forfeit, reports NBC News. The decision may have cost the team its chance at the playoffs. However, quote, there are more important things in life than playoffs, and we have to stick up for what we believe in, asserted head coach Landon Donovan. And they also say, I understand that most people watching from afar probably don't really get it, but we've been living it, he said, adding that the team had promised to reject bigotry, homophobic slurs, things that don't belong in our game. And Lincoln, it's interesting because times are really changing. I mean, from when I walk out my building here in Chelsea, New York, it isn't the Chelsea that we all know and loved before. I know you live in Chelsea as well. Times are crazy. Things have changed. Social, I mean, the the pandemic, people are out of work and there's homelessness all around us. And People are suffering in a lot of different ways. There's a lot of violence out there. This, to me, Lincoln, kind of warmed my heart a little bit that a major team supported their player. I don't know. What did you think by when you heard that? Based on all the things, because people are really coming down on uh, like all the rights that we fought for are still there, but it's, it's crazy out there. I think it's the microphone. I think that, you know, hate is spreading faster than ever right now. And we have to stand up tall. We have to go higher. We have to stand up for our rights. The The fact that the team supported that, and you know what I mean? That's 
awesome because right. there are more important things than just winning a game. There are more exactly. important things than just, you know, what's in front of you in a given moment. And it's hard to walk down the streets of New York right now. The, the, the streets are dirty. Same with San Francisco. When I've gone to visit my mom, the Castro does not look like the Castro. Uh, Chelsea does not look like Chelsea. Neither does Christopher street. Things are closing. People are moving. People are working from home. People don't have a lot of money. And yeah, people are moving away from the cities. Yeah. And this is one of those things, you know, Six years ago, eight years ago, when Obama was in office and gay rights, gay marriage was passing and women were were making strides in their own way and, and we were making strides, we knew the pendulum was going to flip the other way. And you have to consistently push and push and push for what is right and what is just for all of us, not just one person, not just our own family, but the greater good. And it's, it's hard to feel that right now. You know what I mean? It, it is still out there. Just the, the negativity and the hate and the spewing of hate everyone. I think I've said this before on the show, but the first amendment of freedom of speech is very important, but everyone's walking around with the first amendment. Like they're screaming fire in a movie theater. And that is not the First Amendment. That is screaming fire in the movie theater. And when you're screaming for your rights as they're taken away, the hate voice seems to be louder and more poignant. And it seems to be winning. And for anyone out there, I know I'm speaking to, you know, a certain demographic of people listening to this show. But four years ago, when Hillary was running and people said, well, what's the worst that can happen? What about her emails? What about, you know, Obama didn't do this right. Obama, what? You know, you have to look at the bigger picture sometimes. And what's the worst that can happen is a pandemic can hit. What's the worst that can happen is one of our more liberal and just Supreme Court justices can pass away. You know, it, it just... It's hard. So I hope we all come together and remember that the love is the thing that's real. All of this other static will pass. And if there's only 500 people left on the planet, they're probably going to turn to each other and say, hey, maybe we should get along. Maybe we should take care of the environment. Maybe we should take care of each other's rights. You know, and I know I'm in sticky territory right now, but it's just, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It's certainly not what my parents and and my grandparents and what my my friends who passed. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It's the way fought for so many years before. And exactly. I totally agree. And one of the things we can do is vote. And I hope everybody today, Monday, when we record this show, was the, is the last day that you can register to make sure you're registered to vote. So I hope everybody is because voting does make a difference. And, and if you like, feel safe and if you feel like you can vote on the day of the election, put on a mask, put on a shield, put on gloves, go to the poll and vote because that is the safest way to do it especially right now in New York City and Brooklyn. People are getting ballots that have their name on the outside and a different name inside. Mistakes are happening. So if you feel comfortable, you know, go out and vote in person. And we just have to report on this because it does affect us in our gay sexuality here. And unfortunately, there's a story out there and it's always grinder. I don't know why you never see scruffs in the <laughs> other ones, but like it's always grinder. And Egypt police, according to the Independent, are are using dating apps to, which is grinder, to find and imprison LGBT people in a, in according to the Independent, in a brutal effort to clear the streets of the LGBT plus community security forces are entrapping Egyptians using dating apps, throwing them into jail and subjecting them to systemic torture and abuse. A news report has found using social media and apps such as Grindr, Egyptian police are creating fake profiles that they use to meet gay, lesbian, bi and trans people, at which point they are picked up off the street and arbitrarily arrested. Human Rights Watch said on Thursday, police then unlawfully searched through the content of their phones to justify keeping them in detention and bring charges against them. Uh, one person who's 27 told the group he was arrested when he met another man in a city center after chatting with him on Grinder. And when they came back with a police report, I was surprised to see the guy I met on Grinder is one of the officers. They beat wow. me and cursed me until I signed papers that said I was, quote, practicing debauchery and publicly announcing it to fulfill my, quote, unnatural sexual desires. While in detention, all of the 15 people interviewed by the rights group said security forces subjected them to physical and verbal abuse, quote, ranging from slapping to being water hosed and tied up for days. And it goes on. But I think I say this and I go back to the voting is because one of the things that Biden has gone on to, and we've talked about it on my Sex with Stevie show when I had a guy on the show is... Biden is willing to pass what's going to be called as the Equality Act. And the Equality Act will help LGBT rights, not only just in this country, but our neighbors and our allies to help work for rights that would be like this story in Egypt for injustices that are occurring for our, our community in other places, not just our own. And I think that's how you can support is by remembering to vote and hope you know 
you you do have a chance to weigh in on this is i guess my point yeah you do and it's not i know that sounds like far away but with november uh, no 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 the the things like that are happening in oh, egypt, egypt yeah and that feels like another world but with with ruth bader ginsburg passing away and us yeah. not knowing what's going to happen with the court and today right on a side story, I heard Clarence Thomas saying something about bringing up gay marriage, marriage. again for vote to, to clear up yeah. what happened when that was passed. This is not Egypt. This is not Venezuela or another country. This is America. Yeah. And right now, America is not looking like America. And if we don't, and again, we're preaching to the choir in a lot of ways. And, you know, I, I'm going to say this just because it's, it shocks people. When I first voted, I was a Republican. When I was, you know, the age to vote in California, I was very fiscally conservative. And I felt in Lincoln is the party of Republicans. My whole father's side is all Republican. And it's only, I only turned Democrat when my personal rights were being taken away and squandered. And what I saw, what was happening to women, I, I don't need to worry about being pro-life or not pro-life because I'm never going to have a baby, but women should have that choice. Gay people should have the choice to love whoever they want to love. If you don't want gay people to get married, then don't marry a gay person. It's that (laughs) simple. If you don't, you know what I mean? If you don't love other men that way, then don't love other men that way, but leave the people alone who do. We've come a long way. I thought, than the days where you could psychologically fix a gay person. I thought we've come a long way from there. I was going to be sent to military camp, so I wouldn't be quite as energetic, was what members of my family said. Well, (laughs) I thought we were way far away from that. I'm now 51 years old, and I'm like, thank God that never happened. You're energetic over there. (laughs) You're as energetic as I can be, (laughs) chaps and all. And we now know better, so why are we not doing better? Hey, it's your buddy Steve V here, and I don't know about you these days, but I'm not getting out as much as I used to, but I still want to feel and look my best. Yeah, I'm doing my YouTube videos to keep in shape, but things that make me feel good are also just taking a shower, getting my hair cut at the local barbershop, and trimming my junk And I know the best product to use is with Manscaped. It just makes me feel better, particularly in these times. And with Manscaped, Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team, you know, they spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. That's what I use. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. Manscaped obsesses over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. And you know, one of the coolest things Features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for closer and more precise trimming. 
And let's not forget about this really cool charging stand. Show off your mower loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off. That's right, 20% off plus free shipping with our code by being a TAGS podcast listener. The code is TAGS, T-A-G-S. Go to manscaped.com. Level up your hygiene routine with only the best manscaping tools. Your balls will thank you. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with our code TAGS, T-A-G-S. Go to manscaped.com. Let's move on a little bit here. One of our friends, one of my favorite blogs or websites is called cock and cock excuse me cocktails and cocktalk.com it's a british site they also have a podcast and they asked the question recently is what's the most obscure thing you've masturbated to as a teen they say it's not your everyday question but it's one we can bond over to in shared embarrassments but that's That was just one of the many questions on their recent Cocktails and Confessions podcast, Me and My Penis. The episode was themed after the Channel 4 documentary with the same name, which saw men candidly talking about the relationship with their own penis. And I'm just curious. um, I'll start if you can participate. Can you play this game with me real quick just for a little bit? Let's have you go first. (laughs) Okay, I'll start first because I had a little more time to think about it. And, you know, as a kid, like I've told on the show before, I was a gymnast. And I was always the youngest one on the gymnastic team. So a lot of my crushes and things I ended up masturbating to were older teammates. And they were always white, of course, because the Catholic school I went to, I was like the only brown person. And for the longest time, I only masturbated or thought about white men. That's since changed, because then I went to UC Berkeley, and I should... that. That tells you enough right there, right? But (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like a brown, brown person. But back then, I would masturbate to National Geographic that my father gave me because that was his idea of teaching me about sex, I think, or learning about global issues. And there was always like naked breasts in there, which were... African women half the time. So there was that. But then I would masturbate to not the Sears catalog like a lot of boys did, but there was another magazine that I would masturbate to a little bit, and I can't remember the name of it. Was it a clothing magazine? Yes, it International was. Mail. Well, International Mail. International yeah. Mail. That's <laughs> That was definitely a little bit later. And <laughs> that when was, I was later for me, too. That's funny. Yeah. But I have to say, it was always my... I have The things that I... The guys that I masturbated to the most were guys that were older to me because I, w- I was always the youngest. And they were always really somewhat douchey and cocky. There was a PE coach, and he was hot, but he was kind of, like, douchey. And the, there was a teammate that... Like, I really didn't like him that much, but he was kind of douchey and cocky, and I masturbated thinking about him. And my God, like, even admitting this now, it's kind of like, thing. I still sometimes draw douchey and selfish men, <laughs> but 
I am working through it, y'all. And <laughs> I'm I'm I pulled in some nice guys too. Don't feel too bad for me. Oh. But who what who did you like or what okay. did you This is actually a fun a game. Kid. I've had a lot go through my mind. Okay. So um one inter- international male, hands down, still have yes. some pieces of clothing from there. They used to sell like the closest thing to gay wear back in the day. And I, I haven't Googled oh, it, but we should Google yes. it and see if the, it's still going. We should. They had like and the, and the counterpart, the underwear one. Remember the yeah. underwear was like their, oh, yeah. like their other magazine, the slip-in one that they threw in the magazine? Absolutely. And they would have like see-through stuff. And I've, I, I still have a mesh pair of pants, shorts, and tank top. That came as like a set that I've worn That's, under chaps. I think I might have worn one to, to Black Party, and I I I left it at Black Party. Like I, it didn't make it home with me. But so do you think we were so starved for sexy gear because it did border on tacky? I'm just gonna have to like throw that out there. Well, you it was partially it. the body wearing the clothing. <laughs> Remember, it's True. not it's not the clothing. Like I say this all the time, you could get a a 99 cent t-shirt from a store that's horribly made and the fabric is horrible. You put it on the right chest, you put it on Peter and it'll look like a million dollar t-shirt because the chest what shows. They, the Marilyn Monroe, they she could wear a, a, a potato sack. Exactly. And it's who's wearing it. So there's that. Um, when I was young, I got a Raiders book, like a book about the Oakland Raiders when they were in Oakland. <laughs> yes. And I think on page 74, there was a shot of the locker room and there was a naked black man in the locker room. I wore that page out. Like that was just of that whole book. And I remember when I looked at it, it was all about the graphics, the black, the silver. I loved it. I think uh, he had a pirate, a Madame X eye patch. <laughs> and I loved the graphics <laughs> of the book. But that one page, I jerked off to that like crazy. And then in seventh grade, my math teacher, Mr. Hoyer, he was a shorty with a big chest and a big handlebar mustache. And that went for miles in my book. When I he was, was your there. math teacher? I think he was my math teacher. And he was That's like, so funny because- everything fit him perfect. Like everything was a bubble. Like his butt was a bubble. His, I mean, God knows now if he really was, but in my eye, he fit the, the clone. The stereotype the, the thing. Well, aside from the douchey guys that I masturbated to, there was a math teacher that I've talked about on the show before that every time I would come in, because I went to a Catholic school, boys and girls, and the girls had to wear uniforms, but we because it used to be a boys Catholic school. So we got to wear kind of whatever we wanted, not jeans. But I, so I always wanted to like look cute every day, of course, being gay. And I would always come in to math class with my friend, Renee Rivera. And (laughs) my math teacher would, who was also the swim instructor on the swim team would always say, hello, Mr. Rodriguez. That's a very nice sweater you're wearing today. And I'll never forget that. And we ended up having kind of a, when I went to college, finally, my first year at UC Berkeley, we kept in contact. And I've told this story before, but I ended up 
going what I think was it was a date essentially with my math teacher from high school. We went for ice cream because he lived in Oakland, which is adjacent to Berkeley. Right. And we innocently went to ice cream, but we did go back to his apartment. Now, granted, I'm now 19, so of age. So right. I'm not getting anybody in trouble here. Good boy. And we did go back to his apartment. And we I, I do remember sitting on like a day bed that's very foggy. And making he made he came on to me and we made out and that was it that's as far as we got with my math teacher but that's pretty you know somebody good did you go to and i think i did masturbate to about him this is such a random question did you go to fenton's for ice cream do you remember oh my god shut up yes I want to Elaine push you right now. Shut up. <laughs> yes. We went to Fenton's Classic ice cream. ice cream Parlor. I mean, I had three birthday parties there growing up. That's crazy. Classic ice cream parlor. And, and you know what? I actually it. thought the last time I was home that I should go there and see if they're open and buy ice cream and bring it to yeah. my mom just to support them Aww, during the pandemic. Nostalgia. So I'm going to do that. Thank you for that reminder. And you just reminded me of another story. I will try and make this fairly brief but in Make high school there was a football player um who was like i'm already creaming my pants the, the man's <laughs> man of the football team okay his name was, was probably in my I, category i shouldn't say his name no he was a nice he was always a nice guy and his name was mike i'll just say his first name and okay. i remember at halloween one year all the football players dressed up as genies from I Dream of Genie and he oh. sat next to me in the science class and I could see Wearing the hair. Kind of look. Yes, I could and the whole side of the thing oh. was open his and legs. I could see the hair on his legs. Oh my God. And his oh. arms were huge and he was oh like, my. I remember, okay, but are you ready? Fast forward. Three years ago, whatever, I had my 30-year reunion at Blackhawk in California. Oh, that's right. I remember. Remember, I think, I don't know if I told the story or not, but he came no. up to me at the reunion. And he said, Stephen, I follow you on Facebook. You've done so well. How are you? And I said to him, Mike, I'm doing great. I said, it's so crazy. I had such a crush on you in high school. And he laughed really hard. And he said, well, it's funny you say that. Because I wanted to ask you a question in person. Was I ever mean to you? And oh I said, my no, God. What are you talking about? He goes, Stephen, I remember you were very bullied for being gay. And my son is now going through that. And <gasps> I just wanted to make sure that I was not mean to you the way kids are being mean to my son right now in high school. And I said, Mike, drop the I, mic. I, you just I told always, the story to I, end I, all stories. <laughs> I always felt you stood up for me. So thank you for saying that. And he's like, thank you for telling me that. Isn't that crazy? I will, I will. Wow. Forget. Yeah. Yeah. And that all came. Wow. I drank a lot of drop the mic. That's yeah. just, Isn't that that's crazy? That's an amazing story. Yeah. That's an amazing story because I was going to just tell like the football player. Uh, in our high school that I went to grade school with, and then he also went to the high school I went with. 
he was always cool to me. It wasn't, but he did make fun of me like in grade school, but that all changed because I was voted most talented. But (laughs) regardless, I remember he's been following me, not like recently, but like back when I was posting more on Facebook and he's liked a lot of things I've posted and I posted some very gay stuff or where I'm, what I'm doing now. And he's bald now and he's still liking all I like so i'm like okay oh, that's great yeah it's all good so it's good <laughs> anyways this is, the we, thing. this is us taking care of each other and learning our lessons and having the conversations you know what i mean it kind of goes absolutely. back to that thing of getting random texts from people you haven't talked to in a couple years but given the state of the world these are the stories that we have to hold on to because we're making our own legacy every day of the year no matter what's going on in the world Lastly, you can weigh in on what we were talking about. Take our poll this week. It's going to be about who did you masturbate to as a kid? And you can tell us more in the comments section. And we'll ask a little bit about those early years so you can divulge a little bit. And we'll talk about it the next week on how you weighed in. Go to patreon.com forward slash talk about sex. And while you're at there we have a new weekly after show it's a brand new weekly after show for our first tier it's like a cup of coffee it's called the tags after show every single week there's going to be a brand new after show you'll get to know myself and maybe i can get lincoln sometime to come on there and you'll get to know us a little bit deeper than you do on this show because we don't always have a lot of time we've got to get to a lot of things it's a weekly show called tags after and you come in at the first tier and then be a little nosy on there because you can get some other perks at different tiers. Go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. Lastly, I just want to hear what you are watching on TV, Lincoln. Mine, just to start things off, is Boys in the Band. I saw it on Broadway. It's the 1968 Martin Crawley iconic film play that was remade. Ryan Murphy was a producer. Um, Mark Crawley actually had a stake in producing the revised version on Broadway. I saw it three times on Broadway. It's got people like Zachary Quinto in it. It's got people like Oh my God, there's everybody um, in it. All the gay stars are in it. It's currently the film version on Netflix. It's really good. It's controversial because don't take it all literal because it might incite. I recommended it to a friend the other day and it was like, wow, it seems like we hate ourselves. It's like you have to look at it for the time frame that it came out in. And my other thing I'm going to recommend is on HBO. It's been going on for a minute but you can binge on it it's called we are who we are Mm. so good it's shot it's in italy it's it's about questioning who we are it is really really good it's the same producer or writer as call me by your name right absolutely you got it yeah i haven't seen that guy it's like watching a it comes on once a week, and it's limited. Chloe Sevigny's in it, and Alice Braga, which I'm a big fan of, a Queen of the South. And the yeah. but the kids in it are so good. It's like watching a movie every week by the filming alone. You just are transported. It's set on an army base in Italy, 
an American army base in Italy two years ago. And it's really like watching a film. And oftentimes there's not a lot said, just like Call Me By Your Name. It's more yeah. about picking up cute. It's, oh, it, my hairs are growing up right now just thinking about it. Do you have anything to recommend? I know you were talking about The Social Dilemma. Uh, yes, I saw The Social Dilemma. I think everyone should see it, uh, maybe more than once. And I think we should talk about it in the future. It's very, it's good. It's good. Scary, but good. Um, I like Lovecraft Country. Oh, which is yes. My other dear friend Frank is all about that, and I'm that's next up on my list. Very good. And I'm listen. I'm watching Dead to Me for the third time. <laughs> I know that's weird, but I really love Christina Applegate, and there are things going on in the series Dead to Me. The comedy, the timing things that I missed the first time I saw it. It's only two seasons. They're only like 25 minute episodes. And I found that a lot of what they were talking about with family, with um, mothers, with relationships, it, it just, it's, it's a really great escape for me. And I'm, I'm seeing that for the third time, watching it from the beginning and enjoying it. Right. Take our poll. Lucan, thank you so much, as always, for weighing in. And we've got a lot of stuff coming up the rest of this year, in this crazy year. I want to thank you so much. You're welcome. You can follow Lincoln on Instagram at Mad Lincoln and also go to proteinbakery.com for some really good treats. Correct? And just so you know, the pumpkins have come in. I do a pumpkin line every year. Uh, pumpkin walnut chocolate chip cookie and a pumpkin walnut blondie they sell out instantly the moment we get them in we only make them in small batches they're really good so if you're into pumpkin it is pumpkin season i will see you there tomorrow to get my batch and thank you so much and in the meantime follow us at tags podcast on all social media platforms in the meantime continue being safe wear your mask keep your head up and keep it sexy thanks so much bye Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.